Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How did get 30, 30, get 30, bet get 20, 20, 20, bet get 20, 20, bet get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. has spent his life wishing he had just hit that ball. I just started a half a second sooner. Were you thinking about that silly baseball game again? But today is Larry's birthday, and Mr. Destiny has a way of making wishes come true. Hitting that baseball has spun your life off in an entirely new direction. Things have changed, Larry. This is your house. Those are your children. Cindy Joe's your wife. Happy birthday, darling. God help me. Hey there, and welcome to Rewatchability, where the podcast where we rewatch old movies and TV shows to see how they hold up over time. And we're a part of Entertainment One's podcast network. I'm here, as always, with Robert Larone. I should say my name. My name is Blaine Waters. And joining us once again is Jay McNabb. Nice to have you back, man. Thanks. Yeah. I wished my way here after meeting a <laughs> mysterious bartender. Have, have you been living an alternate life this entire time? Like no, with I've just, podcast? Been a, just been in a bar. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. This movie, you, you kind of wanted to do this movie. This was one of the movies you suggested for the podcast this week. Yeah. And yeah. why did you bring it up? Are you, you're a baseball fan. Is I that actually, one of the reasons? That is part of the reason. We should say the name of the movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, if people didn't look at their devices, Mis- <laughs> Mr. Destiny. There you go. I was actually thinking about baseball movies, and this was on a list of baseball movies, hmm. even though there's very little baseball in it. <laughs> it's more <laughs> yeah. of an adultery movie. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a favorite of mine from when I was a kid, and yeah, I literally haven't seen it since I was seven or eight. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Just ruining childhoods. That's what we're yeah. here for. If I could have one wish to go back to childhood, it would be to take this VHS tape out of my hands. <laughs> don't do it, young JM. No, yeah, I, I really loved it. I don't know. Well, I think I know why. Because I liked, I was getting into, you know, parallel universe and kind of right. time travel stories. This is basically yeah. like a time travel story. Yeah, like Back to the Future. Yeah, and I, obviously Cribs a lot from It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of things like I hadn't seen yet, I, this movie borrows from that, I, right. you know, that I think are, are good and interesting uh, genres. But uh, yeah, it's funny to look back and and think that I was like a seven or eight year old watching this with my parents. And I surely couldn't relate to like the problems <laughs> of a of middle-aged schlub in a dead end <laughs> job. Uh, but I think I did. Yeah. It was sort of those genre trappings that intrigued me and, right. you know, may have been, you know, part of my journey into the larger world of kind of sci-fi and, and movies right. that I still do like. But yeah, this one, well, we'll get into how it holds up today for me. But yeah. Oh, no. All right, Rob, did you ever see this movie before? Well, I was going to, but 
I was actually stopped by by JM, a mysterious stranger <laughs> <laughs> with a strange Cockney accent. <laughs> no, I didn't see this. I've seen that Jim Belushi movies exist, <laughs> but I have never been compelled to watch one myself. You never saw K Nine? No, no. Taking care of business. I have especially never seen Taking Care of Business, <laughs> but the po- the cover looks awesome. And it was written by J.J. Abrams. Oh, really? It, t- it takes place in the Star Wars universe. I thought it took place <laughs> in the Bachman Turner Overdrive universe. <laughs> <laughs> So I hadn't seen it. I was really excited to watch it once we watched the trailer because it seems like a really interesting setup. And even though I don't love Jim Belushi, I thought, you know, he could be a a compelling protagonist in this case. And we do have Michael Caine as the sort of magical Mr. Destiny character, though I don't know if they call him that. I thought Jim Belushi was Mr. Destiny. Oh. It's confusing. Yeah. Why, yeah. It sh- maybe it is Michael I thought it was Caine. Courtney Cox. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was excited to watch it. Uh, I, uh, yeah, we'll talk about how it panned out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing this as a kid. I mean, I should say I don't remember seeing this as a kid. I saw it as a kid, and I remember renting it from the 99-cent video store by us and watching it, and then the rest is just a two-hour blur. <laughs> uh, and I think I passed out. Uh, but... I when I was rewatching this, I was like, "Oh yeah, like that house, and oh this dead dog, and this like it was just like <laughs> right. yeah, it was it was a lot of uh, was a lot of weird deja like, vu, yeah, yeah, like a fever dream almost. I was like, this movie couldn't have existed. No one would have wanted to make it. And this, then it's a comedy fantasy where an old man is beaten to death in the last <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs> This is perfect for kids, you know? Uh, (laughs) And a dog is killed in the ensuing car chase. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the main character is like, I'm just going to step out on my wife. And it's just like, (laughs) there's so much weird with this movie. So, yeah. So let's get into it. And before we do, I just want to thank our Patreons. Those are people that go to patreon.com slash rewatchability and give one slash. Yeah, you got got a slash in us, rewatchability there. And uh, those lovely people, they give us one, three, five dollars a month to to keep rewatchability going, and they get the podcast early and ad free mm-hmm. every week, and they get some bonus episodes and classic episodes ad free as well. So it's uh, you should go check it out. See, mm-hmm. see if you want, if you want to support us, you can go there. You'll regret it if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Destiny's already. <laughs> That's right. You'll be being like, oh, my life would be so much better if I just donated to rewatchability. His Patreon, and then Michael Caine will be like, I can fix that. Drink this. <laughs> so, Rob, do you want to start running down the, the plot of this kind of zany movie? I will. This movie is starring Jim Belushi as this guy. He's a middle aged <laughs> yeah. schlub. His name is Larry Burroughs. I feel like that's how they, they – he was like, oh, so I'm going to be in a movie. Who do I play? And they're like, some, some guy. Like, you don't have a character, man. Well, this some guy, guy. – he has some big-time midli- midlife. He's, he's turning 35. He has some big-time mediocre white guy problems. <laughs> yeah, Blaine, you and I are older than – I know, yeah. His character in this movie. Yeah. Yo, and and I have some stuff around that, which which we'll get into. And oh in, shit! In, in my in my <laughs> quiz, I have some stuff. And it's your birthday this week. There you go. Yeah. So, oh my god! Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll talk about your biggest regrets later on in the show. <laughs> I think we should all go around and talk about <laughs> our biggest regrets. 
But his life, it's not great. I mean, he his lawn is not okay, done. I'm going to stop you right there. His life is fine. <laughs> <laughs> but Jam, he's married to Linda Hamilton. Yeah. Notoriously hideous. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure her doing pull-ups on the Terminator jet-setted me into puberty. (laughs) (laughs) You were just like, what's that woman doing? (laughs) That might be the most confusing thing about this movie because, like, it's got Sarah Connor in it, but her name is Ellen Ripley. (laughs) I know. Are they just trying to confuse nerds? Yeah, what's up with that? Do you have any insight? No. It's so weird. I thought I would be able to find an explanation for that, like it's a reference, or <laughs> they wanted to get Sigourney Weaver for the part. <laughs> I know, and I thought, that, you know, this is like a fantasy going back in time, reliving stuff, and I was like, oh, Linda Hamilton's in this, so she'll she'll go back and kill whatever needs killing back in the past. <laughs> it's, this does. is by far Linda Hamilton's worst time travel movie. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But Jim Belushi's life- if Kyle Reese was just like cheating on her constantly and being a douchebag, that would, Yeah. <laughs> But he's really upset because it's his 35th birthday and his wife doesn't seem to remember because she's too busy organizing the union so that she doesn't lose her job and probably him lose his job too. Because they all work at the same company. Yeah. It's like a sporting goods. Yeah, I guess he makes baseball bats to tie in with uh, his baseball beginnings. Yeah, that's right. Because he also tells us – he explains everything in this voiceover narration at the beginning. Uh, and it's always like it's kind of like a Jerry Seinfeld stand-up routine. Let it's me like, tell you about <laughs> destiny. Yeah, it's like you ever notice when you're cheating on your wife, and it's like, oh god, with this again. Well, it's also like it's you know I'm fine with movies having voiceover, but it's like explaining things that we're seeing. Like at one point, he's like, "This is my dog," and he's like petting a dog, and it's like, yeah, yeah, we we know <laughs> it's a dog in your home that you're petting. You're... Yeah, yeah. My my front lawn doesn't have a lawn, and then he goes, "Hey, I need a lawn." And you're like, "Come on, man!" You should have a, a second voiceover explaining what he just said in the first voiceover. Yeah, exactly. But he explains that his life all went wrong. The 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 pinpoint, the moment where everything went to crap, and he had to marry. Linda Hamilton, <laughs> was when he was playing baseball as a kid. It was the big game. His school hadn't won the championship for 35 years. Everybody was counting on him. And he was up at bat, and he swung, and he missed it. He missed it. He got struck out, and then it's his beca- whole life turned to crap. It's because when the ball was coming for him, it kind of flashed. Yeah, that's right. There's a weird effect. He like says they he drew stuff on this. He does still. mention he felt something happen. I like, mean, guys, a it, moment. It was the 70s. <laughs> Everyone was. Yeah, he was on acid. And... Yeah, he should have toked up before the ninth inning, though. It makes me play better. <laughs> but but we understand later that's kind of Mr. Destiny. His 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 workings right there. He flashed. Yeah, the, that's the young right. Man. I guess so. Michael Caine's <laughs> character just goes around fucking with 15-year-olds' lives. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds creepy when you say it like that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, wait, I know I think Jim Belushi is Mr. Destiny because I don't think they put as much thought into it as we're about to in the next <laughs> few minutes. But I – because I feel like they just – if like it was a movie about baseball, call it Mr. Baseball. And it's like, oh, it's right. a movie about Destiny. Jim Belushi's Mr. Destiny. Right. Just put him standing on a poster and, you know. (laughs) I thought Mr. Destiny 
referred to Michael Caine's sort of character like beyond Mike, the guy who owns a bar. Like that's the that's the persona he gets into so that he can interact with Jim Belushi on his level. But he is the one with the power, the magic. He's like a Marvel superhero, Mr. Destiny. You missed that baseball. This movie does take place in the Marvel universe. Oh. Which is why Courtney Cox's jacket has all the Infinity Stones on it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he he's really sad that no one remembers his birthday. Yeah. And also... He gets in trouble at work because his wife and also his dad, who also works there, they ask him to check in on why everybody's being fired at the sporting goods company and they have a surplus in stock. I love that he's asked to do that. And he's like, I don't want to do that. And he says in the voiceover, like, I should have just left it there. (laughs) I should have continued being an asshole. Yeah. This movie ends with him doing way better than he did in the beginning. So why would he even go back and say, I should have left it anyway? He knows the ending of the movie. It's so weird. And also, everyone's being fired at work. Just ask. Just be a mensch. And also, here's my question. Why does every single person in the world that he knows work at the sporting goods company? <laughs> is there no other business in this town? It's, it's Just town. to rub it into his face that he missed that fucking baseball. <laughs> no, yeah. but it, yeah, it's him, his wife, his best friend, and his dad are all working at the same yeah. place. Yeah. His, his dog is the mailboy. <laughs> so, it's, everyone's there. It's the only industry in that town, you know? It's rough. Yeah. <laughs> But he gets fired by Hart Bachner, yeah. who, of course, we know, remember from Die Hard. Right. I feel like, bad for him because he – I guess he was just typecast as like sleazy business guys who are in league with the Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> That's his whole character in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so great. <laughs> but he gets fired and – that's where we sort of see the beginning of the movie because his car is broken down. He's sitting in front of this bar called the universe. The universe joint. Was it called Universal? The Universal Joint. Joints. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rob's into that. All right. <laughs> Light that up, Michael Caine. <laughs> Very Canadian. Universal Healthcare and Joints is in one. In one. It's great. But he goes in. He sees this bartender who is Michael Caine, and he talks about all of his problems. You know, he mm-hmm. just lost his job. His, his car broke down. His lawn is full of mud, and <laughs> he. Had, Maury Chaikin won't fix his lawn. <laughs> That's right. It's tough. It's also a nice looking bar too. It's like if they made that movie now, that bar would be full of hipsters. Yeah, had all that those funky pictures on the wall and yeah, they'd all be getting dollar pilsners. Yeah, <laughs> they'll be getting spilt milks for fifteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah thirty five years old. My life is shit. It can't be all that bad. Eh, it's not that it's bad. You know, it's just that it's ordinary. You know, I do the same thing every day. Go to work. Come home, build some model cars, or go bowling. I fall asleep in front of the TV every night. I don't know, if I just hit that goddamn ball, my life would have turned out a whole hell of a lot better. Some people believe that things are the way they are for a reason. Well, the reason eludes me, Mike. Yeah, and he tells them that he can, uh, well... He just offers a little bit of consolation in this spilt milk drink Mm -hmm. that he concocts. 
and he serves it to him. It kind of looks like a cup of jizz. <laughs> but Jim Belushi drinks it anyway. <laughs> like it's a dare. He downs it in one gulp. <laughs> like, I went – I was skull and crossbones in the universe. Yeah, yeah, I know what's going on. What a weird like way for him to change the past. Like in It's a Wonderful Life, the all-powerful being is just like, OK, I changed it. Yeah. And this, he's like, you need to drink this bizarre concoction that kind of looks like milk. Yeah. But it's made of like eight different multicolored liquids. And I'm not saying there's not Rufy in there. <laughs> drink up. Just yeah, like, that's right. Escalating dares throughout the night. Like, if you want to change your past, you got to kill that man. It's like, what? I swear at the last frame of this movie, Jim Belushi is lifting his shirt and being like, hey, my kidney's gone. <laughs> <laughs> But he leaves the bar, his car is gone, and everything is different. He goes home to his house. He opens the door. His wife isn't there to greet him. It's mean Mr. Strickland. No, no, no. It's It's a different tough guy. (laughs) That was such a trope in the 80s, though, like where some magical or scientific thing would happen and you'd go to your house and it wouldn't be your house anymore. This one doesn't have the racist connotations of Back to the Future 2, though, where it's like, it's such a bad neighborhood. There's a black family there now. Right. Oh, right. (laughs) Because of Biff? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, some guy's like a cop or something. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Magic Mike, he shows (laughs) up again. (laughs) And he chauffeurs him to his new house, which is this big old mansion. It's huge. And everybody is there. They're throwing him a birthday party because he's a beloved and rich dude. Everybody loves him. They're giving him wheels of Stilton. (laughs) Well, he's also he's married to Rene Russo now. That's right. Who was the boss's daughter that he was lusting over back in the old world? Yeah. Not, you know, oh, Russia. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we didn't even talk about his best friend, John Lovitz. Oh, yeah. Right. Of there. course. Yeah. He's, he's just hamming it up being weird and kind of not that funny. He's also into like practical jokes and gaggus like. Right googly eye things because that's in the flashback when he was 13 he was into that yeah, yeah. But like we were all into that when we were 13 but most of us aren't doing it at 35 aren't wearing joke glasses to the office yeah, it's like i'll put like, these away yeah. <laughs> you guys want to play conquers because I, I brought my mob marbles today they say our generation is infantilized look at john lovitz <laughs> yeah well he does kind of look like a big baby John Lovitz. Yeah. But he has his wish now. Everything is different for him, and it's a complete 180. Him hitting the baseball, as Michael Caine explains, caused a butterfly effect of sorts, which made his life really great. He married the boss's daughter. He became president of the company. He lives in this big house. People love him. And for his birthday, he gets to have sex with Rene Russo. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he's like, it's, we're like 20 minutes into the movie and he's just full on cheating with his wife. Yeah. Cheating on his wife. Well, with his wife. And then later with his wife. <laughs> I really hate to play devil's advocate, but he's in an alternate reality. He doesn't know if he can get back to the old way. What's he supposed to do? Not sleep with anybody for the rest of his life? You can't serve divorce papers across dimensions. <laughs> Interdimensional ceremony. <laughs> <I tried. laughs> 
<laughs> no, man. And if this movie was made nowadays, he would have never slept with her because people would have been like, no, the audience would lose respect for him. Like I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, like, I, I was thinking about this movie before I watched it. And I, I was, I was wondering, like, why would he, did he not remember that he met his wife as a result of him striking out because his wife kind of consoles him when he's upset? Yeah. And watching now, it's like, oh, he totally remembers that. He just hates his wife and treats her like garbage because mm-hmm. the whole first act is about him wanting to have sex with Rene Russo and then Courtney Cox, who operates a forklift in the yeah, factory. Yeah. Like, it's, a, just, yeah, it's just about how much he hates his wife, the whole first part of this no, movie. No, he yells at her for not getting the Wheaties and stuff. Like, yeah. it's, he's an awful husband. She, like, arguably has a much harder job than he does. Yeah. She's in the factory. She's dealing with labor disputes. Yeah, she's trying to do, like, good things for people. You know, she's helping people. And he's like, you know, it's my birthday. Yeah. I'm making model cars alone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah. But also, the other weird thing is this house he lives in, this crazy mansion, is like... It's like Buckingham Palace or I like know. Wayne Manor. You can't – as the president of a company, you don't get paid that much. He's the president of like a regional sporting goods company. <laughs> yeah. He's not uh, He's not the president of Apple it's in like this reality. It's like billionaires. <laughs> like it's yeah. old money. It's you should crazy. see Dick's Mansion from Dick's Sporting Good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a giant baseball. Pools. <laughs> yeah, but uh. everything's changed in this world too. Like – his dad, who was previously like a, you know, worked in the factory, now he's divorcing his mom and having sex with younger women. With Kathy Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it runs so in weird. the family. <laughs> uh, but his wife also hates him. It's a wife from the old universe because he goes back to work and he sees Linda Hamilton in the cafeteria line and he's like, hey, it's so great to see you. Give me a hug. And she's like, excuse me, sir. I was just so frustrated by how he failed to grasp the mechanics of alternate realities. Yes. Well, we've seen enough movies. Back then, he hadn't seen any of those movies. He doesn't know about string theory. Yeah, exactly. He's never seen the butterfly effect, which explains this amazingly. Yeah, but it, it does seem like he is like almost willfully ignorant of how this works yeah. <laughs> he's so stupid <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're pointing and laughing at him as it's happening on screen I can't you're so it. stupid but he also the thing that really bugged me now like watching it as a parent like you know the most important thing in the world to me is my kids and he doesn't have kids with Linda Hamilton but in this new reality with Renee Russo he has two children mm-hmm. which you think would be like a significant thing that he would want oh my god i have you know i have two kids he couldn't give less of a shit about these two kids like he has one conversation with them about coffee and then they're out of the movie yeah yeah he he basically wishes them out of existence in this movie (laughs) that's how you father in the 80s (laughs) that's the jim belushi style because i was like well i was watching this with my wife and she's like oh it's interesting they don't have kids it's like yeah because it would be too depressing because he'd wish them out of existence when he you know, meets Michael yeah. Caine. But then he does that at the end of the movie. Yeah. He, he basically kills two children. <laughs> is what I, how I saw it. Yeah. It's like a destiny condom, JM. Think about it that way. It's like preemptive. It's, oh, no. It's yeah, awful. no. Michael Caine has to destroy that universe and just it causes pain to all of those people inside of it. All of his loved ones screaming, no! <laughs> it's like, you know. Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> Just stealing Courtney Cox's jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he, he decides that he really misses his wife. Right. And Linda he, Hamilton. And he misses his best friend, Clip. 
I think we're throwing to a clip. <laughs> nope, that's his name. <laughs> I thought it was Cliff at first. Yeah. And then yeah. I kept saying Cliff. Both would be apropos because Cliff, he deals with paper, and Cliff, he almost jumped off of at one point in this movie. So. <laughs> well, that's a building blade. The well, building's different than a Cliff. He has a Cliff. Uh, well. I, feel like it, I feel like it was a typo that no one cared enough to change. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just halfway through, he turns to Cliff from Clip. <laughs> So he decides to actually, like, do some good things. Like, he agrees to – well, I say good things, but he says he'll agree to all the union's demands as long <laughs> as Linda Hamilton goes out on a date with him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to finalize the contracts one-on-one, one, as is done in business between a businessman and a businesswoman. Yeah. And this is where I think Michael Caine is not – Mr. Destiny, maybe to your point, Jam, but he is the devil because he goes, yeah. he goes, uh, oh, hey, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna really hurt this other woman that's been faithful to you for her entire life over there. And he's like, I don't fucking care. I want to get back with Linda Hamilton. And so he's like becoming worse and worse throughout this movie. And he was already so fucking horrible to begin with. Yeah. Oh, I 100% think Michael Caine is Satan. In this yeah. Movie. <laughs> yeah. He's having too much fun too, watching this guy squirm. This is like a sequel to Bedazzled or something. Yeah. <laughs> That jacket was bedazzled. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Cox maybe Courtney Cox's jacket is the devil. <laughs> but also, the thing with Linda Hamilton is her life seems much better in this alternate universe. Like yeah. her job is better. Like uh-huh. her clothes are nicer. She has a nicer house. Like yeah, she's not dressing like Blossom. Her husband like, is handsomer than uh, <laughs> yeah. And it seems yeah. like she's heading for a divorce. But considering the marriage in her original world. That seems okay. It's the, it's the <laughs> yeah. same thing. She's going to be great on her own. Yeah. Well, the husband cheated on her. Yeah. So and she has to prevent the cybernetic revolution. Right. Exactly. Yeah. She can't do that with a you know a man. It'd be funny yeah. if the same thing if that guy in this reality had also met Michael Caine. So when she was throwing him out of the house for cheating on her, he was like, "It was an alternate reality. <laughs> it's not my fault. I, I wish that I had made that field goal in high school." And this British guy approached me in a bar. Well, this is what I wonder. Like. What if there are some sort of ripples or repercussions? Like all these people have lived this other sort of life. What if it sort of leaks back in somehow and Rene Russo figures out that she had sex with him and then it all it all comes crashing down. They become swingers? Oh, yeah. yeah. They all become swingers. Like in Lost or something where they start having flashes of the alternate reality? Yeah. yeah. Well, you can't – Play with the time-space continuum like that, Michael Caine. Also, we don't know where Michael Caine comes from. Like, he could be, like, some sort of, like, interdimensional pirate or something, just screwing with things, you know? Yeah. <laughs> What's his motivation in this? No, what does no. he get out of this? To be know. charming. To just be charming. <laughs> well, it's also, like, I, I mean, like, kind of the template for this is obviously It's a Wonderful Life. Oh. But that, you know, Jimmy Stewart's character was kind of pushed to the brink. Like, he was about to yeah. kill himself. Here it's like... You're a fairly affluent, like, middle-aged white man who's yeah. having a somewhat bad day. Like, there's no reason for Michael Caine to really step in. And I, I was saying if they <laughs> if they remade this movie today, like, Jim Belushi's life where he owns a modest-sized home would be the wild fantasy yeah. that we'd wish for. <laughs> oh, you're not living with your parents anymore, Jim, at 35? That's no great. student loans? <laughs> you own your own car? Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's a piece of shit. All Come because on. you hit that baseball. <laughs> oh, man. I wish I'd hit that baseball. 
Any baseball. <laughs> Any baseball. So he does go on this date with Linda Hamilton. Yeah, that's right. And uh, it goes pretty well because he knows fucking everything about her. And that's that becomes like what he does to try to woo her. Yeah, it's he, a little like, Groundhog Day-ish. Yeah, and yeah. At, at a certain point she's almost like, hey, maybe that's enough with the creepiness. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it generally goes well. Yeah. You know, and, and they like yeah. each other. Yeah. And he, like, walks her back to her house. And he's like, can I come in? And she's like, fuck no. Yeah. Uh, you're my boss, first of all, so yeah. that's not great. Are you going to invite me in for a nightcap? You know, to celebrate the end of our negotiations. No, I don't think that's such a good idea. Maybe after the contracts are signed. Okay. I understand. Just going to have to get those contracts signed really quickly then, huh? You got a pen? I could do it now. <laughs> Good night, Mr. Burroughs. Larry, Larry, please. We well, didn't even talk about the time he was like peering in her window. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Beethoven like barks at him. Was that Beethoven? It looked like Beethoven. I thought it was Beethoven. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There is a legitimately funny moment in this movie where she comes out waiting because uh, he knocks on the door and then she comes out and the dog is like on, on his him. chest. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, and he's like, his name is Hercules. And yeah. he says, I know, I've been staring at his tag for five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like you should have just watched the movie Beethoven. <laughs> that movie's all that. that those that's kinds a of delightful items. dog. Yeah. That's, we got Charles so Grodin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. But because he has started to go in with the union demands, this sort of sets off Hart Bachner, who he has been doing some... Enron shit to the yeah. stock in order to make it seem, you know, so he can sell it to the Japanese and then get and make, make a, a whole of bunch here. of money. So he's planning to wait for Larry, Jim Belushi, in his office and uh, and kill him. I know. <laughs> they're just they're just going from zero to murder. And Rene Russo has phoned her dad, who's kind of the rich guy, the owner of the company, and, and she's like, I want you to fire my husband because we're getting divorced. You know, I don't want him around anymore. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, oh, I'm going to fire the guy. And mm-hmm. he's pretty – he's all right. He's pretty funny. He's like a bumbling Mr. Magoo-esque Type guy. I don't understand why he's more bumbling in the successful Jim Belushi universe. In the other one where they show him, he seems like he's got his shit together. In this yeah. one, he seems like dementia set in early because Larry hit that baseball. Well, if you were around Jim Belushi all the time, <laughs> I, think, I think you'd want to uh, – no. Um, it's like a contact high of stupidity. <laughs> right. yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So he walks in instead – and the guy clubs him over the head and kills the old man. They just kill him, no. and the music's like. It, it cuts from him like going into the office, being like, "Oh, do 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 do," to his bloody corpse lying yeah. on the carpet, and, and his you, eyes still open, his mouth agape. And you think the bad guy at this point is like, "Oh shit, I killed the owner. I like, I killed somebody else. Like, this is insane." No. And then he picks up the letter and sees that the you know Jim Belushi is going to be fired, and he goes. Oh, this is great news. Like, he actually says that. It's so stupid. This guy's no good. He gives, like, Patrick Bateman a run for his money. Yeah. He's, like, all the, you know, creepy 80s businessman stereotypes. Totally. Yeah, yeah. And he's so bad at it, too. Yeah. yeah he's not even wearing gloves. He's just getting his fingerprints everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't talk about Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then everybody thinks that Larry has killed 
<laughs> his father-in-law, and so he's on the run from the cops, and uh, they're chasing him. And oh wait, even before that, he's like two people are trying to murder him because oh, he's yeah. being arrested by like there are like twelve squad cars there, and Courtney Cox, who who is like his jilted lover in this universe. Pulls out a gun and just starts shooting at him and the cops. That just happens to Belushi. Same thing happened to his brother in Blues Brothers, Carrie Fisher. <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> yeah, she has no regard for her own safety in this. No. She's going to be murdered by cops. <laughs> Why would, like, I understand her wanting to kill Jim Belushi. We've yeah. all been there. Yes. <laughs> but when you get there and there's like an army of police, why wouldn't you be like, okay, I'm not going to do this right now. Yeah. 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 Go undercover in jail and then kill him in a cell and make it look like a suicide. He hung himself with his shoelaces. Jesus, you thought this through. <laughs> Planned this through. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, this is admissible. <laughs> yeah, so he runs away in his car, gets into an accident because he sees his, his dog is in the middle of the road. The dog yes. that he never took in, it's still a garbage mutt. Mm-hmm. And then realizes that he murdered his own dog with his car. He's <laughs> uh, like, no, send me back, Magic Mike. <laughs> and so he's really stressed out. He needs a universal joint. He goes back to the bar. Somehow he gets back there. And Michael Caine's not there. And he's freaking out. And the cops arrive. And he's about to go outside when? It's not the cops. You're, you're damn right. Well, it's first just, he tries making his own – he has to make the drink himself. Yeah, and, and it doesn't like, seem like he knows the proportions. No. Yeah. He's like, maybe it was just in a cup. No. Can you imagine like if he didn't make it right, all the consequences and hijinks that would ensue? Right. Like maybe he would have like a flower for a head or something. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> That's so. That's, that's not as stupid as this movie. Yeah, but that's so stupid, and I love it so much. If he got home and like his birthday party was there and everyone was happy, but then it's like Hitler's still alive or something, <laughs> right, right. and his friend, like John Levitz with a Hitler mustache. Hey, now you've done it, Larry. <laughs> Are you Hitler? Uh, yeah, that's the ticket. <laughs> this is maybe the only movie where all of the characters' problems are solved by rushing to a bar and frantically drinking. <laughs> Usually that just is the opposite of, of fix everything. That, that's how we learn to fix problems as youths. Yes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> we should go this way. Yeah. But it's the tow truck driver and he's back in his own reality and mm-hmm. he has like 10 minutes to go and stop the board meeting where they're going to sell the company. Yeah. And he does that, punches Hart Bachner. And no, no one gets up. <laughs> that, that is assault. <laughs> it is assault, yeah. Everyone just looks at him like, go on. Yeah, everyone acts like he cleared his throat, but he just like knocked a man unconscious for seemingly no reason. Yeah, a punch can kill a guy. The guy's not getting up. Like, does anyone care? I mean, he's a sleazeball, but you don't want him to die on just company his time. neck on a stool that was <laughs> right. behind him. Yeah, exactly. Million dollar baby. Yeah. Yeah. And then he goes home and it's his old crappy house with the mud in the front lawn and mm. he's happy to be there. And surprise, it's a surprise party for his birthday. All his friends and family are Everyone there. Everyone remembered. Everyone remembered. And his boss even comes by and uh, gives him his job back. Yeah, and a race. Mm-hmm. And a Mercedes. And the people of Pottersville live happily ever uh, and after. No, then there's the grossest joke in the whole movie. <laughs> oh, shit, you're right. Oh, no, they don't live happily ever after. Because And this is the mo- This is like the last thing Jim Belushi says in the movie. Yes. The note we leave him on is Renee Russo yeah. comes with her husband and says, like, oh, happy birthday. I wish I, I'd known I would have brought you a present. And he's like, you've already given me more than you can know. 
<laughs> I mean sex. <laughs> I fucked you. And that's where the ripple happens, and she's like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> but isn't that's... this a worse reality? Because at the end of this movie, John Lovitz hooks up with Courtney Cox. That doesn't seem right. Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah. about that. That's got to be some sort of flaw in the universal tapestry. <laughs> There's like a rip in space-time fabric that yeah. John Lovitz just kind of snuck through. <laughs> that's oh. the ticket. <laughs> but also, did... did he make her a murderer somehow in the other universe or is she going to murder John Lovitz in yeah I didn't really understand because he goes look at that killer over there that killer looks I guess and and shows Courtney Cox off and he goes yeah real killer so he knows that she's (laughs) like a fucking murderer like she can do this and he's like good good on you John Lovitz I don't need a friend anymore but that, oh, we didn't even talk about how John Lovitz without Jim Belushi in his life was like a suicidal mess Yeah. yeah yeah well you know Guys, without this podcast, you know, <laughs> Ooh, that's sad. <laughs> just, just keep me on the podcast, okay? Did you, you guys have Mister Destiny with this podcast? <laughs> anyway, that's the whole movie, and we're going to be right back with some. Qu- I'm going to have some quiz questions for you. Quiz questions, and I and I have some behind the scenes stuff, which was really hard to find for this movie. Okay. And your biggest regret? Oh yeah, yeah. don't worry. I uh, oh, we'll talk about that for the rest of the podcast. I'll be right back. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey there, welcome to Rewatchability. We're talking about Mr. Destiny, the movie everyone else is talking about. We just wanted to be bandwagon and hop on board. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this podcast is just going to be drowned out by the white noise of everyone talking about this movie on social media. Oh, uh-huh. man, yeah. Yeah, hashtag destiny. It's, uh, it's a real thing. <laughs> um, all right, so I have some questions for you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. The mansion in this movie was used just five years prior to being used in this movie, and it was in a movie that we've already rewatched on Rewatchability. Wow. What movie was that? Huh. Big Mansion. Eyes Wide Shut? Did we do that on, on Rewatchability? <laughs> no. It also was much later, but it kind of had an Eyes Wide Shut <laughs> yeah, vibe. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Especially when uh, the Russo had front. that mask thing on. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, they really just sexify her in this movie, eh? Yeah. It sounds oh. like a joke, but it's not. She really does have a weird mask in the sex scene. Yeah, she it's, hardly has any clothes on in this movie. Yeah. Is that supposed to be attractive? Was that like a thing in the 80s, early yeah. 90s, where like there was like a little mask yeah. there? Don't look like, at my face. Oh, is this my wife? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> oh, <laughs> now I'm <God>. turned on. <laughs> Oh, man. Did you guys ever watch the, the reality show The Swan? No. no. Oh, is that the, like the plastic surgery thing? It was fucking disgusting. There was this like, guy – I only saw a clip of it and this guy comes out and he sees this poor woman with still like bandages on her fucking face. He goes like – he goes, oh, my God. She looks so beautiful. I don't even recognize her. And I was like, that's horrible. Oh, I think I saw that and then all the doctors are like pig-faced people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So what, okay, what movie? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. King Ralph. That's that's a good, that's a good, good guess. guess. Uh, it's, it's Clue. Clue oh. was filmed in this giant mansion. So so there you go. Same same location. Okay, so 
you guys have already already kind of brought this up a little bit, but uh, Jim Belushi's character on this movie is his birthday is June fourteenth, and in reality, his birthday is June fifteenth. Whoa, whoa, which is very weird, and that's my birthday. Whoa, whoa. you guys, you guys forgot. I know it's fine. You know, you said it was this week. No, that's we're just it. pretending to forget. Oh, yeah. okay. oh that's that's nice. <laughs> We've already RSVP'd no to your party. <laughs> yeah, I got that. <laughs> uh, what other actor in this movie shares this birthday? With you? With me and Jim Belushi. And Jim Varney, too. Shares, shares oh, oh, that's a good birthday. Yeah. No, wait, no, it's not. No. A lot of Jims. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this other actor. In this is movie. this other actor named Jim? No. <laughs> no, far from it. Was it his dad who's like the bartender for Murphy Brown? <laughs> no, no, that good guy? guess. No? Okay. I don't know. Is it like an, like a, a famous person yeah. or like just a random person? Yeah, yeah. We've already we've already talked about them. Kathy Ireland, Courtney Cox. Oh. oh, there you go. Okay. So there's one actor. This is a bit bit actor in this movie. Okay, and they were a big part of our childhood. Some of their credits were Charles in Charge, Journey to the Center of Earth, Tales from the Crypt, Loaded Weapon, The Larry Sanders Show. Boy Meets World, Melrose Place, loads of animated series, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Suddenly Susan, uh, The Incredible Hulk, and King of the Hill. Who has been on both Suddenly Susan and The Incredible Hulk? Wait, who's in this movie? Who's in this movie? Yeah, lots of people. And it's not, Kath- it's not Kathy Ireland? It is. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you wow. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, right. she was a big part of our childhood? Well, she was in all those all those movies, and she was, you know... Yeah, maybe. Did she babysit you? <laughs> the only thing I I remember her being in was Loaded Weapon. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. She was in that. Yeah. Yeah, she was funny. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I mean, that's all the quiz questions. Did I you have. see? Okay, I got some casting trivia for oh, you guys. Oh, okay. The person who played Boswell, and Blaine, this is especially for you, <laughs> did a voice in a recent podcast that we recorded. Who is it? Wait, he was a guest on your podcast? No, 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 no. Oh. We talked about the movie <laughs> oh, that he was okay. in, and we mentioned him specifically. Oh, oh, was it uh, was it Aladdin? Was it the- <laughs> Aladdin is in this film? <laughs> no, yeah, it was Aladdin. Yeah, was it the the uh, the the guy that owns the palace, the emperor? You don't even know Sultan. Sultan, yes, the Sultan. There you go. Douglas Seal plays the Sultan in Aladdin. And also, Santa Claus and Ernest Saves Christmas. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's so weird to see Jim Varney, the... whose birthday is on June 15th. I yeah. almost said that actor's name instead. Oh, that's crazy. But I knew. I that's knew it was cool. Courtney Cox. That's fun. That's fun. In my heart. Your evening drink, sir. Oh. What is it? Armagnac. 1953. Oh. I think I'm going to pass on that, boss. But you know, I could use this a nice cold brewski. I'm parched. A brewski, sir? Yeah, a light if you got it, no glass. And listen, Boswell, can you tell me where the can is in this place? And a couple of drinks after work, you know what I mean? The can? Yeah, yeah, the bathroom. Well, sir, there are 15 bathrooms. I was just going to say, I was 
you know, watching this movie thinking it's not very good. And I, <laughs> and I looked up the director. I was like, where did this guy learn how to make movies? And it turns out he's Canadian and went through the same film program I did. <laughs> well, yeah, that was one of my behind the scenes. Yeah, oh, okay, James yeah. Orr. Yeah, he went to York with you guys. Oh, my uh, God. Well, not with us. Like a quarter before century you. before us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, in the 70s, he went to York. And they were just still doing film back then, I guess. Or yeah. Maybe probably it was a new ch- program. Probably just started, yeah. Yeah, because they were phasing out like actual film when you were in the program. They were going to like digital because you still cut uh, film, right? We still cut film, yeah. That's that's crazy. Yeah. I I mean like there was digital stuff out there, but it was kind of more of, of like we were I think we we're one of the few schools to do it still because it was kind yeah. of like instructive and yeah. and all, you know a lot of the kind of language and tools you use in digital editing still uses like borrows language and concepts from yeah. you know, actually cutting and splicing and, yeah. and all that. So I I'm really glad we started on film. Yeah, I mean, I didn't go on to like write three men and a baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this guy did. And Father the Bride. Whoa! Right? Oh, he's like a producer on that. Or did he, was he write producer, it? Producer, I think he directed it. But maybe I don't not. think he directed. No, it. maybe not. Okay. He only directed like from what I saw, like a few things. But he'd yeah. written more. He wrote Three Men and a Baby. He wrote Sister Act Two. Oh, he, he did. A, he did some uh, docs too, and he used a cinematography team that went on to make Crank. You know, the Jason oh, Statham. Yeah. Oh. And Crank, too. They made two. If only so. they'd been on Mr. Destiny. So <laughs> he's really helping the film world, I think, you know? Yeah, it would have been better if he drank that Michael Caine milk and then he's like, okay, you have 90 minutes to live or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> he was also the first Canadian person to be a director fellow at the American Film Institute. So he, he was he was kind of big back in the back in the day. Wow. Yeah. It's uh, weird, yeah. We, I've never like heard of him. His face yeah. isn't on the walls at York. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they don't tout him. <laughs> now come to York. You can be James Orr, the creator of Mister James, James or who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I don't know. I tried to come up with some interesting facts about some of the main characters in here. There's some weird stuff about Courtney Cox. <laughs> about the character? Wait, that she's no. married to David Arquette? <laughs> <laughs> no, she, you know that Courtney Cox was the first person to ever say the word period on TV to refer to <laughs> menstrual cycle? She was the first person to ever say it. Why wow. do you know that? Was, <laughs> I was looking up trivia on her. That's insane. What did That's she so say weird. it in? Was it in the Bruce Springsteen video? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I have another trivia linked to that. You can't stop the fire. Period. <laughs> you can't stop the fire. Can you get out of my video? What are you doing here? No, it was for a, a Pantax uh, or Tampax. Um, Pantax. Uh, for, for a Tampax. <laughs> Why is she talking about periods in that camera commercial? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she was also in that video, the Springsteen video. Yes. That was when she was very young and she did this this weird uh, little dance thing. I think you're also forgetting she was in Masters of the Universe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lest we forget, Rob. <laughs> Lest we forget. <laughs> no, she, she did this weird little dance thing and it was a little awkward. So people made fun of her a little bit for it. In the Springsteen video? Yeah. And so I mean, uh, to be fair, she didn't know she was going to do that. He just randomly selected her from the crowd. Yeah. It was totally impromptu. Exactly. Yeah. And so there's, there's a person out there that started a dance craze that still goes today that has attributed all, all the success of this dance and, and uh, you know, the invention of this dance to Courtney Cox. Wow. Yeah. Is it called the Courtney Cox? It's called the Carlton. 
Wait, no, that's named after Carlton, surely. Wasn't exactly. there like a legal dispute about this recently? Exactly. No, he said that he saw her in the video and he would make fun – like as, as a thing, as like a joke, he would make fun of her dancing and that was one of his jokes that he'd do on set. And then they oh, used yeah. that dance on, on But didn't Fresh he Prince. try to sue someone recently he over the dance? He tried to sue the Fortnite people for using the – because kids are still dancing the Carlton because it's on Fortnite. The characters dance the Carlton when they kill someone. And dancing wasn't the Courtney Cox. Exactly. Wait, wasn't that like why he lost? Because they pointed to that video as like, oh, actual, yeah, maybe. I don't I know. know. I, I didn't know. But wow. I just like the idea that there was like a judge and possibly a jury like <laughs> <laughs> weighing the evidence of like the Bruce Springsteen music video versus an episode of Fresh Prince. Yeah. <laughs> we, the jury, declare Alfonso Ribeiro guilty on all charges. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You can't do that. No. So declared. Send him to jail. What? <laughs> Jim Jim Belushi has some has some court stuff too. He he <laughs> oh god he went to court because his neighbor was having they were having disputes. Oh, that sounds like a wacky comedy. I know. <laughs> well, it was such a wacky comedy that he replayed it on According to Jim and actually had his neighbor on the show, which is crazy because we were talking about about Rosie O'Donnell doing that on her show earlier. Oh yeah. Wait, like you mean like his real life neighbor came on the show? Yeah. Well, because she was very very famous. She was she was Catwoman. She was Julie Newmar. Oh my oh, god! Wow. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he was like beefing with Julie Newmar, and then they settled out of court. And in the settlement, started bonding and having because they they you know had to actually talk to each other uh, through lawyers. And uh, and then she was brought on the show to kind of like replay their their uh, their tiff. That's weird. Yeah, it's very, it's very weird. Did they thing. become friends? Because I want to picture Jim Belushi hanging out with Julie Newmar. <laughs> like what that looks like? Yeah. <laughs> Just like him handing her smokes or something. Yeah, right. Do you guys, Thank you, darling. Do you guys think there's going to be like a Jim belushi assance Because he was in Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You're right. claims television program. He was good in that. Yeah, he was good, I thought. Yeah, he's not. He's not like the worst. He's in, <laughs> yeah. He, he can he can hold his own. I think this is like a mid career, early career for him. Like mid early. I don't know because he was he was active in this like eighties. I don't 70s. know. Well, he's, he had like a small role in trading places, right? Yeah, and then he was in like taking care of business. I don't but know how he got yeah famous. It's like they needed a Belushi. And there was one just there waiting. <laughs> right, to step up. Yep. Oh, God. Did you guys go to, like, the Toronto SARS concert? Yes, where Dan yeah. Aykroyd played with Jim Belushi. So we've seen him. We've seen, like, Mr. Destiny live, basically. Yeah, that's right. That's pretty exciting. And it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, the suck continues from the screen to the stage. <laughs> yeah, that's well, he, he did more touring with, uh, with Dan Aykroyd, and he sometimes pretends to be a blues brother. Like Z Blues, he calls himself. Yeah. Was he in the sequel? He must have been. I don't think so. No? It's just John Goodman? Maybe. All right. So, JM, you watched this a long time ago when you were a kid. You liked it. You liked the parallel universes of it. Yeah. And you still do. You're, You're like into Fringe and uh, you, you like that show, right? <laughs> that was like I 10 guess. years ago. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember talking. You really love Fringe. You were, ta- you were all about Fringe. I liked it okay. The Family Man, you can't stop talking about The Family Man. <laughs> I, was, I was talking about The Family Man today because I was talking to my wife about how little Jim Belushi cared about his kids. And that was kind of the opposite. That was like Nicolas Cage didn't have kids. He went to an alternate reality where he did and he actually like bonded with them and it was right. actually very meaningful. And this, he just could not care less about his children. Yeah, no, and you know, there is like, 
I think the creepiness I kind of like too. Like when it started, yeah. the music is very sinister and creepy. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, why is that? And then when I was watching it, I was like, oh, yeah, it's it's actually a very disturbing story as it plays out in the end. Like there are murders and disrespect for most most women <laughs> in the movie. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, I think I kind of like this, this sort of darker elements. I mean, it, it kind of, yeah, it does have the feel of the Back to the Future 2 yeah. alternate reality. So oh, yeah. I, I do like stuff like that. And I like what you're saying about it too because I, I think that when I was watching this, I was like, oh, this is – 1990 or whatever came out and and I was like this is going to be a freaking simple movie he's going to go over there it's going to be way worse than he thought nothing good is going to happen to him and he's going to learn to appreciate his life and want to come back Uh, but then he had really good things that he had to deal with and he didn't deal with them a lot but it did make it a little more complicated on him than I thought the movie would for the period in which it was made yeah Yeah. yeah, I mean like looking at it now I think Part of the problem with watching it today is that most viewers will have very little sympathy for. Yeah. A, you know, he, he was fine. He, was, he didn't need to go meddling <laughs> in the universe. He had a. Yeah. I mean, it's not even like, you know, it's a wonderful life. Like, they actually, you know, like I said, they brought him to like the lowest point in his life. Well, he lost the whole town. Like, the, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's crazy. So I don't know. Like, I, I just never had any sympathy for him yeah. or or felt like. I cared about him at all. I will say one thing I did like, uh, we were talking about like his relationship with Linda Hamilton and the alternate reality. I do like that she never really like fell for him yeah. or had any kind of real romance with him because her going out with him and maybe believing that they were husband and wife in this alternate reality just inspired her to get back with her better looking <laughs> husband. Yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of liked that. But uh, I, I also mean, liked her character a lot more in the sideways time. I don't know. Yeah. She seemed like more of like a like a woman with agency, mm-hmm. and I don't know. The, the, the I feel like Jim Belushi in the you know prime alpha timeline or whatever, like kind of infantilized. I don't know. It was this weird thing where she was like diminutive to him, like diminutive. Yeah. To him. Well, yeah. Like it's the beginning. He's like complaining she didn't buy enough cereal, and then they both go to work, and it's like, oh yeah, she's. Working in a factory, like yeah. for the same hour, like go buy your own Wheaties, and she like kisses him goodbye, and he's like, ah, oh, enough, enough. Like it's just, he hates his wife. It's he just hates so his stupid. Yeah. And like you said, for some reason, she dresses like Blossom or something. Yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah it's so weird. <laughs> yeah, she dresses like a kid a little bit, and they're both. Yeah, they're. I guess maybe they're both kind of like stuck in high school or something because yeah. even at the beginning of the movie she comes out and is like are you still thinking about that baseball game and it's like holy shit has he been yeah. thinking about that <laughs> baseball game for 20 years I love to hit that ball and uh other the writers were like, that was his last scene. So, of course, she'd know that he was thinking about it. No, no, that was like 40 years later. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, there or, are yes, things. 15 years later. There's things I regret when I, from when I was a teenager, but I've forgotten most of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they don't just like wake you up in the middle of the night? No, I'm not like painting toy God, cars. God and, damn, that's, okay, that's yeah, good. Well, let's get into your biggest regret. <laughs> You know, I actually don't. I don't have many regrets. It's because it's it's because of movies like this movie where you're like, oh, it wouldn't be here without doing all those stupid things that I did. And like, I like where I am. You yeah, know? but like, you hate I'm, your wife. Oh well, yeah, she never buys me Wheaties. So. <laughs> <laughs> Can't really. I've had Wheaties every day. That's stupid. That's so stupid. That's so I hate stupid. him so much. Yeah. Yeah. I actually did miss the final shot of my basketball game in grade eight. Wait, you played basketball? I played a little bit of basketball in grade eight, and uh, it was the final game. You wow. know, 
I I'd only scored one one goal the whole season, and uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. and I was open, and I was like, "Give me the ball! It's over here!" And they shot it to me, and I I, Passed, yeah. I accepted the pass. <laughs> you <Yeah>. never played, <laughs> played basketball, no, no. and I sl- I jumped up for the slam dunk. Okay, no, yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe uh, layup. Yeah. You, you got high and watched Space Jam, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, but I regret it. <laughs> <laughs> Girlfriend comes home and I, you, you still think about <laughs> watching Space Jam? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I miss a shot. Who cares, right? Yeah. You know. It would have been cool if you hit that shot, though. Yeah. I wonder what my life would have been like. <laughs> just just not letting you off the hook for it years later. Oh. You should have probably hit that shot, Rob. Yeah, that's a big regret. Yeah, yeah that way you could have like lived in a mansion and had a slightly better job at the same company you oh, currently work at. <laughs> yeah, and then you could cheat on your wife with your wife. <laughs> it would be I great. would never. I love my wife. <laughs> um, so do you think it was rewatchable, Jam? No. Yeah. <laughs> nope. No, this – yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I don't think it was that rewatchable. There's tons of other movies like this that are better than this. Yeah. That feature Linda Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't feel like I was like a dumb kid for liking it because no. I can see like, oh, it ripped off ripped off a lot of things that are good, and I hadn't seen you know a lot of movies like that. Well, it's, and it's also a what if movie, and kids love those types yeah. of movies to so, like get your own imagination mm-hmm. going about your life and about who you are, and like being like, oh, would I have a different life if I made a different choice? And mm-hmm. as a kid. Those are profound <laughs> thoughts because you haven't <laughs> done anything. Yeah, and you haven't been up every night thinking about it. It's so. like a sound of thunder if, like, the guy stepped on a butterfly and, like, had sex with someone who wasn't his wife. <laughs> if Ray Bradbury was a creep, this is the movie he would have written. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What about you, Rob? I'm going to say not rewatchable. There are elements that I like, like Jam said. I like having Michael Caine in a movie. Yeah. I thought I like Linda Hamilton in the movie. I thought yeah. those people were all great. I wasn't such a big fan of Jim Belushi, but whatever. I'll give him a pass. But it sort of doesn't do anything. Like at the end, like it just like the whole it becomes a police chase instead of having the character yeah. like, you know, actually deal with any of their shit. Well, or... I feel like this is the the or of it, like the director writer because he did that in Three Men and a Little Baby. Like right. it's a family movie and then you have like cocaine in the <laughs> bottom of a baby. Ca- it's so weird. I resolve this. Yeah. <laughs> I'll write a fun movie about a baby. How do they get the baby? Maybe they think it's heroin. <laughs> it's just so fucked. Yeah, so I think he's doing the same thing here where it's like this movie should have ended differently and it didn't because he thought you needed to be Hollywood. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? Didn't Michael Caine win an Oscar just before this? Uh, maybe. Because he won an Oscar Jaws for too. Hannah and her sisters, oh. which would have been just before this, I think. So uh. weird career move. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he probably did it before winning the Oscar. He's just like, oh, shit, that's coming out. Well, he didn't see Mr. Destiny either, but he did see the house that it bought. Oh. <laughs> Boom. So not rewatchable. Not all rewatchable. The, all the way around. Yeah. Oh, man. Sorry, sorry, Jim. <laughs> According to Jim, this is rewatchable. All right? So i to give that to him. That's sad. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us this week on Rewatchability. You can buy a T-shirt mm-hmm. that JM drew up. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's two, two there, right on the T Public store. I don't know. All right, there's one with our logo on it, and then some other random. Yeah, part. yeah. Those are they're fun, and you can also go into your Apple Podcasts, and you can rate us mm-hmm. if you don't want to spend any money mm-hmm. on our Patreon or there. Just rate us, or just talk to your friends about podcasts in general, 
and show them how to, how to download them. Yes. I only have friends that are 80, so that's <laughs> that's why I think you need to <laughs> show your friends how to do it. Um, but uh, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, and catch us next week.